grew up in Indiana, uh, grew up in Evansville. And uh, it was ironic that uh, in our local town, there was a, uh, a Hall of Fame uh, clown. Uh, his name is Happy Kellums. And, um, you know, it, it, I saw him in the circus as I was growing up. You know, my father was a, a shrine, uh, you know, shriner. Uh, he worked you know, with the circus every year. He did the um, uh, communications and that type of thing. And so I was always, you know, hanging around, uh, you know, going to the circus with him, watching the acts from backstage, uh, sitting on the side, uh, you know, eating all the popcorn and, and being obnoxious. And, uh uh, and it was fun and it got to see him, you know, and, and I'm thinking, wow, what a what a great individual. And I, I would have the opportunity later to actually work with him. And that was uh, it was like working with uh, an encyclopedia. Can we still say encyclopedia? I don't know. I mean, no, people won't know what that is. Um, it, it's I a book. What, I know what it is. OK, well, it's a book with information in it. And uh, but he was he was so full of stories and bits that he had done over the years. He was a vaudeville performer. Uh, and so just listening to him, uh, you know, it was one of those things I, I wish I would have listened more. You know, I, people will say that nowadays, uh, especially as, you know, parents get older, grandparents get older. Uh, you know, you, you kind of say that you wish I would have. And I, and I do, I wish I would have listened more to him. But he did one day uh, call and say, hey, listen, there's a circus. Uh, you want to do it? Now, I was brand new and uh, probably as green as green can be. I was a, a white face clown, which meant, you know, makeup all over. And uh, he said, you know, put on your makeup. Let's uh, uh, we're going to go over to Owensboro, Kentucky. We're going to do a circus. OK. And uh, uh, that was probably uh, such a memorable day. There were so many things happening. Here I was with him going to a circus and, you know, he introduced me to all the other clowns backstage. Uh, and I, you know, I kept asking, okay, well, uh, what am I going to do? And he just, just, it's okay. You just float. And, and I did. Uh, and he finally uh, jotted down on a little, and I still have it, a, a brown paper bag. Uh, he jotted down uh, the music and then what bits we were doing. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to tell him. I've never done these bits before. Uh, so again, I was just green as, and they knew that. They knew exactly that I was as green as I could be. Um, uh, you know, I got the job of uh, during the entrance time or the pre-show, uh, I would take these large balloons and shoot them up into the audience. And, uh, you know, it's because none of them wanted to do it. Now, I was tickled. I was like, oh, my gosh, I get to go out there. I get all these balloons. I get to shoot them up into the crowd. You know, kids get to have them. And it's great. And you know, went back, went through my entire bag of uh, those balloons, and they were like, "Okay." And you know, then it was time for the circus to start. And uh, gosh, I remember uh, one of the uh, routines was the uh, small and large firecracker routine. Okay, uh, and so hence I learned that day that it's not the large firecracker that explodes. And one of the clowns loses a pair of pants, you know, you know, the usual routine, uh, but it was the small one. And I thought, well, OK, well, that's kind of cool. It was very loud. Um, but then it was, you know, we did a long shirt routine and uh, a long shirt routine was 
I got chosen to be the person to wear the long shirt. Now, again, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, they kind of did a little bit of a boxing routine with it. You know, it, he said, when I tell you to duck, you duck uh, and don't raise up. So I knew that much. You know, I'm, I'm being from Indiana. I knew that much when somebody says duck, you you duck. So uh, went through that. Well, when you the finale is when you bend down, the other clown grabs your shoulder pieces and um, this long shirt would extend all the way across the ring. Now, I'm inside that, and I'm thinking, what? I want to see this. You know, I, I've never done this before. But I think, you know, Zane, that's the piece that getting started in clowning, I was around the best, uh, but I didn't know it. And, uh, you know, so I would learn very quickly to listen and and, you know, pay attention to what they're doing because these guys are artists. Uh, they've done it thousands of times. And, uh, and so I, many times I'd find myself watching uh, and it'd be like, Hey, you're going to be a part of this bit, you know, uh, and kind of get a slap upside the head and say, Oh yeah, I guess I'm going to do this. Um, and the other piece of learning was there was an old magician named Ken Griffin and uh, he was coming through town uh, and he would be probably equated to like a like a Copperfield. Uh, you know, people would recognize that name. You know, the, that that you know, he was at that level. Yeah. Uh, he was a touring uh, clown, vaudeville again, background. And so again, I get a call from Happy. Hey, you want to work backstage? What? backstage with the great Ken Griffin. You've got to be kidding. Wife name was Roberta. Uh, and they wrote many years for uh, Genie Magazine, uh, which was uh, a magazine for magicians. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is going to be, this will be it. And uh, Happy and his wife, they were doing a routine in it. Uh, and uh, so that was kind of fun. I got to work backstage with all the illusions. and And it taught me that there's a lot more work going on behind the stage, uh, you know, backstage than there is the front of the stage. Yes, it's good to know what you're doing. And the other thing they would always talk about is don't let your props do your show. Um, you're the show person. And um, so, again, being backstage, one of my favorites uh, of that show was um you know, meeting Ken and Roberta, and he was a, a very traditional magician, uh, almost, almost scary uh, at some times. And um, uh, we were doing uh, the levitation act, and and I'm not going to reveal anything, but I'm backstage. I'm running the levitation act. Well, the only problem was over the years, everything is weighted. Uh, and so what that means is when you're doing your bed backstage, the individual that's levitating, uh, you know, you got to make sure that you don't weigh more than what's backstage. Well, over the years, uh, one of the performers had kind of gained a couple of pounds. So I'm inside the booth, you know, I'm, I'm in with the crank, you know, I'm doing my thing. And all of a sudden I felt as I was leaning toward the stage, not the direction that I should lean. Um, and, and I'm thinking, oh, dear Lord, I'm going to be backstage. I'm going to come through the curtain with everything else. And about that time, there was another magician that was performing. Uh, he would do a, a straight jacket routine. And uh, his name was Dr. Strange. 
And yes, he was. Uh, but he just happened to walk by at the opportune time. He stepped into the booth with me. We straightened up and I completed the Levitation Act. Um, and, you know, I think that's the thing was there were so many good lessons to learn. Um, gosh, one of the others was uh, <clears throat> we were doing the, you know, the little house and the individual gets in and you put all the swords in. And everyone had warned me, do not be on the sides, uh, you know, when Ken is performing it. He's very eccentric. Well, now these are legitimate swords. I mean, these are hard, heavy, marble-handed. I mean, these things weighed a bit. Uh, he would actually, as he performed it, when he would, you know, after putting them all in, the individual is, you know, Swiss cheese, uh, he would start pulling them out. He would toss those to the sides I learned very quickly. That's the reason never to be on any of the sides <laughs> of the stage, uh, because you didn't want to catch one of those swords. Uh, but again, very eccentric. You know, he would do the uh, oh, he would do a doctor uh, a piece where he would actually take a, a section of you know one of the performers' arms off, and and it was just it was you know being backstage and seeing all the illusions from a different perspective, it taught me, again, it's not the prop, but it's you doing the presentation. And that's what I learned about clowning. It's not the props, it's you. Uh, and, and I think I learned so much in those early years. <clears throat> I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know diddly, uh, you know, about it. I, I knew how to kind of poorly put on the makeup at the beginning. Uh, and I would watch the older clowns and learn and, you know, I think that, you know, Zane was probably the best start for what I was doing as a clown uh, was that I was lucky enough to meet these kind of performers. None of them were ever, I'm not going to tell you anything, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for my next comeback, you know, or what, you know, my next big performance. <clears throat> no, they were extremely generous. But I think they could see I was again, I was green as green could be and wanted to learn and and just wanted to get better every time out. And, uh, you know, and then later on, you know, as, as I would progress through clowning um, and uh, you know, I got approached by uh, the hamburger company <laughs> that sells lots of hamburgers. And, uh, you know, they said, hey, would you like to be a clown for us? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, that is like this is the hamburger company. This is the and the, is the clown, the clown. Yeah. And and, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this. This is it. This is, you know, there is nothing else except being Santa Claus. And there's only one and and there's only one Ronald. And and so I was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. The, my big chance. And again, meeting old performers. I learned so much. Uh, you know, I've met a lot of the old Ringling Clowns and, uh, you know, they had started, um, you know, at a very young age and they had learned so many things. And, um, you know, it was pre uh, uh, telephones and pagers and games. And, you know, you actually entertained the crowd. Uh, you know, they weren't sitting there Googling and, uh, you know, watching someone else while you were you know, performing. And so, they were so talented. And, you know, so then I began to learn more about 
the makeup application, uh, the performance, you know, uh, how, how to do it, you know, how to stand in front of kids and, and educate them and that sort of thing. So I think, you know, how I got started, I was just very lucky. 